I want to welcome you to Saints Community Church. My name is Wayne. I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here at Saints Community, where we are one church in three locations, right here in Metairie, in Bell Chase. They are meeting currently and online as well. We have one mission in all three of our locations, and that is that we are reaching imperfect people to follow a perfect Jesus. How many of you would say, I did something this week to prove that I belong in this church because I am an imperfect person? Good, me too. Welcome. We'll talk a little bit more about that mission. Today is a little bit a different day than we normally have. And a couple things. One is I just want to welcome uh, all of our Varsity Saints kids to the room. Can you just give them a hand clap and welcome them to the room today? Yeah, they will be uh, with us uh, for about four to six weeks. I'm, I'm glad that we have a chance for our families to be worshiping together in the same room for a little bit of time. So we're excited about that. And then today is what we call Vision Sunday. Everybody say Vision Sunday. Oh, come on. I'm going to need your help throughout the day. So I need you (laughs) to get excited about what God's about to share with us. Everybody say Vision Sunday. There you go. Vision Sunday is just a time that we have to do what Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 tells us. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 together. The Bible says this, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. So some of you go, what do you mean by vision, pastor? Is this like you know, eyeglasses, contacts, you know, and so here's what I want you to understand. The vision that we're talking about today has nothing to do with your eyeglasses, it has nothing to do with contacts, and the mistake that many churches and pastors have made throughout the years has been that the vision actually just equals a strategic plan, kind of a a business plan, if you would. That's actually out of the context of the scripture as well. Actually, the word vision means a communication from God, that, that there is something that God wants his church to, be, to communicate to them and then for his church to accomplish. And so this is actually like divine design or divine communication. In fact, let's look at a different version of this text together. It says this, when people do not accept divine guidance, everybody say divine guidance. Divine guidance, they run wild. In other words, when we don't have divine guidance, something that God is speaking to us, a a direction that is from heaven, when that happens, we wander aimlessly and we lose our purpose and and some people even fall into sin and, and they get distracted. But when God gives divine guidance, when he speaks and then we do what he tells us to do, we walk with purpose. We walk not aimlessly, we walk with purpose. How many of you wanna be a, a part of a church that walks with purpose, hello? And so do I. And so today we're going to have a chance to hear from God about what his divine design is for us in 2021. Before we dive into what God wants to do, I want to just take a quick uh, moment and review what God did in 2020. And so I want to just highlight four things that uh, God really, really did in such an amazing way in 2020. The first thing that I, I want to highlight is simply the fact that we had two, not one, but two healthy mergers. Can you just give God a hand clap of praise for two? Come on, y'all. Healthy mergers. 
this location saw a merger with First Assembly and Saints Community, and then our, our Bell Chase location at the, in the same month saw a merger with Journey Church and Saints Community together, and those mergers are healthy. Now, I didn't say they're perfect. I didn't say that we still have work to do, but they are healthy. And from an outsider's perspective, there has been so many people that have come in and and seen what God has done here, and they've said, y'all are probably the most healthy merger situation that we've ever seen a church go through. And listen, I accredit that to you. I accredit that to the members of First Assembly and to the leaders and members of Saints Community coming together and laying aside our own agendas and saying, God, this is your plan, this is your will, this is your way, and so I want you to give yourselves a huge round of applause this morning. Come on, somebody. Second thing that I want to highlight that God did is we built our online presence like it had never been built. Now, we had to pivot. All of you know that in March, all of a sudden, every church in America was shut down, and we were one of those churches, and so all of a sudden, we had to go to an an online service. It was amazing to see what our creative arts team put together for that online service, the the feel that it had, and the the incredible, uh, not only style, but the quality of it was, was amazing. It was engaging. We actually engaged new people during our online service that are now with us in our physical location. And so I just want to thank God for our creative arts team. I want to thank God that they're still going. There's a Zoom online service happening even right now. And in just a few weeks, in in middle of February, we're going to be live streaming uh, part of this service, the preaching of this service. And so that team has worked tirelessly, and it's not a big team. It's a small team that has worked really, really hard. One of those team members is actually in this Metairie location, and he's running our live production here for this service. His name is JP, and I want to give JP and Trevor and our Bell Chase location and and their team, can we just give them a huge round of applause for the work they've done for us this year? The third thing that I want to highlight this morning is our small groups. Our small groups are so important that we actually call them our main course. Now, I haven't talked about this in a, in a little while, but for those of you that are maybe newer to Saints Community or you need a refresher, we actually have what's called a meal plan here at Saints Community Church because we thought when we were starting the church that nothing would resonate better than food with New Orleans people. Am I right? Come on. And so we have what's called a, a meal plan. And let me just walk you through that meal plan. The appetizer is actually our Sunday morning service. So you're actually sitting in the appetizer right now. You don't realize it, but there's nacho sauce dripping from your chair and, and all kinds of appetizers all around you. This is our Sunday morning service. Our soup and salad is that we want everybody to be, to, to join a volunteer team. And so many of you, many, many of you are, are on a volunteer team here 
at Saints Community Church, serving in Saints Kids, or serving in the hospitality team, or, or ushers, or on the music team, or on the creative arts team, the live production team, the administration team. There are so many different teams that we have here at Saints Community Church, and some of you go, how do I know if I've already joined the team? Here's how I always, what I always say. You know if you've joined the team, if you can name the team you've joined. And so if you go, this is my team, then you, you are currently volunteering, and you are eating the soup and salad part of our meal. Our main course is our small groups. This is our main course. Some of you say, well, shouldn't the Sunday morning service be our our main course? We believe that discipleship happens better in community than it does with somebody just standing up here and giving a monologue to you and, and speaking information to you. We believe that transformation happens in small groups. Everybody say small groups. So our dream is that everybody at Saints Community Church would be a part of a small group. And then last uh, but not least, the dessert of Saints Community Church is that we want as many of you to become members of Saints Community as possible. I'll talk a little bit more about that. I just want to highlight that underneath the leadership of Pastor Chris Buckle here in our Metairie location and Pastor Daniel Rickett in our Belchase location, this is so amazing. This year, we went from seven small groups in our locations to 25 small groups in our locations. That's 250% growth, y'all. Come on. And we're excited. We're going to keep building on that in 2021. We're so excited about what God has done. Last thing that I want to highlight and celebrate from 2020 is our generosity. If you didn't know it, we actually have five core values. If you could get those core values up on the screen for me. Our core values that we have here at Saints Community is we want people to experience God. We want to empower families here. We want to embrace diversity. We want to equip the saints. And we want to excel in generosity. I have good news for you, saints. We excelled in generosity more than we ever have in the last year. We have an initiative that we do every year called Kingdom Builders, and that is how we excel in generosity here at Saints Community Church. And our goal of Kingdom Builders is we want to give money away globally to projects. We want to give away money locally to to different nonprofits and hold up their hands and and, and be able to, to give them the funds that they need to keep going. And we want to build future expansion right here at our locations at Saints Community Church. So global, local, and future expansion and this year we set a goal in 2020 in 2020 of giving away forty thousand dollars now here's what I got to tell you we presented kingdom builders we presented our goal and our project list last year on the very last Sunday we were meeting physically the following Sunday, everybody was supposed to bring in pledge cards to, to say this is what God is telling our family or me to do with kingdom builders, and guess what? We didn't actually have church the following Sunday physically. That is when we went online. Here's the other caveat to this whole thing. Kingdom Builders was supposed to be presented in Metairie when we presented it, and the next Sunday it was supposed to be presented in our Bell Chase location, but they didn't actually have service that Sunday. So guess what? 
Bell Chase is learning about kingdom builders today for the first time right now. And so instantly the anxiety part of me, the type A, the Enneagram 3, the, all of that stuff kind of went into a panic mode. Like how are we going to fulfill our goal? People didn't even bring pledge cards. God, you can't even move without pledges. You don't even know what you know. And, and God, we have one location that didn't even present kingdom builders. So people don't even know about it over there. Now we're able, not even able to meet online. We barely presented any videos or updates through, throughout the year. And I was like, God, I don't know how. I mean, I'm, you know, I know you're the God of miracles, but I don't know how you're going to pull this one off. I don't know how we're going to reach our goal. And so I kind of made up my mind at that point. I'd be happy with whatever God did and, and, and kind of my expectations would, would be lowered a little bit. But I have good news for you. We did not meet our goal last year. We exceeded our goal last year. We didn't bring in 40000 We brought in over $42,000 that we gave away last year. So fun. I wish I could tell you all the stories about handing checks to the New Orleans Mission who, who, uh, who houses the homeless and, and addicts and helps so many people in our city and giving checks to a, the local food bank right down the street and, and helping plant a church in Spain where there was no church and, and so many other different incredible projects, building wells, uh, water wells in sub-Saharan Africa last year. We gave away so much money last year and I, I tell my wife, she's our operations person here at the church and she has the greatest privilege of, of anybody on staff. You know why? She gets to be the one to hand the checks to those people and, and have those meetings. I am so proud of all of you for giving over $42,000 away this year, this last year, and how many believe that God's gonna do even more this year, amen? Yeah. I want to review our mission and our vision here because I want you to understand that everything for us revolves around this. It revolves around this mission and this vision that we have as a church. And our mission, we say it every week, and I thought I would just test you uh, today because I say it from, from the, the platform every single week, so you should know it. So let's just see if we can all do it together. And I'm, I'm actually not gonna say it, I'm gonna have you say it. So on the count of three, I want you just to say our mission statement. I just wanna see if it's in your heart and you've got it. You ready? One, two, three. That was good, that was really good. Now let's try it this time like we're excited about our mission from, from God. So you, you, I know you got it, but now let's add some excitement to it. You ready, here we go. So good, you got it. So what does that mean? Here's what I need you to understand. That's more than just a cute saying for us. It's more than just something we say so guests will feel welcome and all of that. It, we, that's, a, that's a bonus to that mission statement, but the, the mission statement actually serves as a measuring stick for how we are doing as a church. So when we say reaching imperfect people to follow a perfect Jesus, the first thing you gotta, gotta, that stands out in that mission statement is are we reaching people? So in other words, are there new guests 
coming into the church. We actually measure how many new guests have come into the church in this last year. If you're a new guest with us and this is your first Sunday, we only have one way of measuring that, and that is if you fill out a, a, a welcome card on your way out or, or through the QR code that's in front of you on the seat, and we we measure how many guests did we have. And then we measure not only how many guests, but how many people are giving their lives to Christ. So every Sunday we give a, an opportunity for people to say yes, to give their life to Jesus. And we, we measure that. We actually keep track of that. Here's the good news about last year. Last year, we saw over 220 people say yes to Jesus here at Saints Community Church. Are you excited about that? I am. So, and then last thing is to, we, to reach imperfect people to follow a perfect Jesus. So that there's a discipleship aspect of this. We wanna see if people are actually not just raising their hands and saying yes to Jesus, but if they're following Jesus. And the way that we measure that is the greatest discipleship tool we believe we have here at Saints Community Church is through our small groups. So we actually measure how much of our percentage of people that come on Sunday mornings are in small groups. That's the measuring stick for us to see if people are actually following Jesus. And so that's our mission. Our vision is this. Our vision is to reach the city of New Orleans by starting multiple locations. So how many locations do we have right now? Let's do one more. How many, how many do we have right now? Okay, we have three right now, okay? And here's what you got to know. God has put a number in my heart, and I will not stop until we get to that number. So this is always, always in my heart, always in my head. I wake up thinking about this. I wake up dreaming about th this. I pray about this. It is always in my heart. God, where's our next location gonna be? When are we gonna start that? What should we be doing right now to plan ahead, even if it's a few years away? What are things, steps that we can begin to take to plan ahead to, to start that next location? However, this year, we are, unless God brings a huge surprise to us out of the blue and we know that it's his plan, we are not planning on starting another location this year. This year, what I feel like God is saying to us is that we need to prepare. Everybody say prepare. I want to talk about this for just a few moments. I came out of, many of you know that I had brain surgery in, in June some of you that, that didn't know it, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's so much makes sense now that you say that. But anyway, um, I had brain surgery in, in June and, and something really surprising happened. And I actually haven't really talked about this much with anybody. But when I woke up and, and came out of brain surgery, I opened up my eyes. I was uh, fully lucid. This was after my kind of recovery time where they let you sleep off the anesthesia and all of that. And I opened up my eyes, I looked at Christy, and I said, this pandemic isn't going to last forever, and we need to prepare for what God's going to do when the pandemic is over. Let me say it again. I rolled over, I looked at Christy, fully lucid, I promise it wasn't the anesthesia, and I looked at Christy and I said, this pandemic isn't going to last forever, and we need to prepare for what God is going to do when the pandemic is over. And in my heart, since June, I've had this sense, this 
urging. And I've, I've heard God say it different ways, different times, but I've been praying about it and thinking about it. There's this sense of the word prepare. Everybody say prepare. Prepare. I want you to prepare. And I feel like God is telling us that we need to prepare for a new thing that he is getting ready to do and that he is getting ready to do something big. Not only in our church, but all throughout the country in the capital C church. I feel like we need to go into a time of preparation to say, God, we're gonna set the table. We're gonna put out the china. We're gonna put out all the silverware. Lord, we're, we're gonna get the, the tablecloth on. We're gonna completely be ready. And we're gonna be sitting down at the table ready for you to serve whatever you've got ready for us, whatever new thing that you're gonna do, we are going to be ready for. We are going to be prepared. And I want this church, I want Saints Community Church to begin to prepare. I was drawn as I was thinking about this word and what God is speaking to us, the divine communication that we're getting from him, I was drawn to a passage of scripture in Isaiah chapter 43 in verses 18 and 19. This, this passage is just simply, it's a, a book called Isaiah because it was written by a man named Isaiah. And Isaiah is speaking on behalf of God to God's people, the Israelites at the time. And this is what he says. He says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a what? A new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not, say that word, know it. Let me read those verses again. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? That word know in the original meaning, it doesn't mean to have a, a cerebral knowing, a cerebral understanding. The word know is actually much deeper than that. That word know means to completely embrace it, to give yourself to it, to say, God, whatever you're gonna do, I'm all in. It is actually connotative of the same thing that happens when a man and a woman get married, where they embrace, they go all in. They say, whatever the future holds, I'm with you heart and soul. This is the same form of, of knowing. So this is not like, God, I know it, meaning I've got a cerebral understanding of what's about to happen. This is saying, God, I know it. I embrace it. I'm all in. I want to be a part of your plan. I want to not only understand what you're doing, I want to be a part of what you're doing. Lord, I'm all in with you. This passage takes place at a time preceding Babylonian captivity of the Israelites, but the truth is that they're already captive to power and politics. They're in a very, very time, a rough time of distraughtness, and they're in a time of weariness. God's people are, uh, are preparing because they, they think that they might be uh, have a foreign power that's gonna overpower them and they're preparing for, for war and they were weary and, and here's what I want you to catch. They had a sense that they might have caused the miserable situation that they found themselves in. Watch this. They had a sense where they were saying, God, we're not in good times as your people and we think part of it might be our own fault. We are 
in a season right now where we are weary, there is no hope, we feel like you are nowhere to be found, and our fear is that we've been part of the cause that has gotten us to this moment by our sin, by the idols we have in our life, by different things that the Israelites had walked through. Now, I just wanna say, look this way, doesn't this sound a little bit familiar right now? Hello? A time in the church that has been, and I'll use the word even though it was overused in 2020, an unprecedented time in the church. A time in the church where as I talk to other pastors and other leaders both here locally and globally and nationally and I talk to them and my spiritual dad who pastored the same church for over 40 years and retired a few years ago, he told me a few weeks ago, I just gotta tell you Wayne, I am so glad that I am not pastoring right now. Because he said there has never been a time more difficult to lead a church than there is right now. Hopelessness, division, disunity, wondering if we've done some stuff to actually get us here, a pandemic that is still not over. In fact, somebody said to me this week, 2021 kind of feels like 2020 did. Just because the clock turned, we're it didn't change much. We're still in it right now and, and trying to work through the divisions that have happened in the last several years in the church and, and, and all of the racial stuff that has gone on, the injustices and all of that stuff. And we're working through all of that and we're trying to lead a church and we're trying to do our best and we're trying to remain hopeful. We're trying to have faith, but deep in our heart we go, God, where are you? What is it you're doing? I can't tell what you're doing. And God is speaking to saints community church and he's saying hey don't worry about it I know it doesn't look great right now I'm getting ready to do something new I'm preparing you for something incredible that's about to happen for something that has never happened before in the church I'm getting ready to do a new thing, and we say, God, I'm all in. I wanna be a part of the new thing that you're getting ready to do. And, and right before he tells his people that, he reminds them in the few verses before of who he is and what he has the power to do. Look, look at what he says, Isaiah 43, 15 through 17. I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. The people that he's speaking to, most of them wouldn't have been alive during what he's talking about. What he's talking about is this incredible miracle that happens with the Israelites where God actually parts a sea called the Red Sea and he splits it in half because there's an army chasing them and they walk through on dry ground and then when they get to the other side, the army that chased them went right in behind them and God drowns them and that was one of the greatest miracles but that was only one of many miracles that God did for these Israelite people and God is saying, he's reminding them, hey, don't forget, 
I'm the creator, I'm the king, I'm the God of miracles. Remember what I did when I parted the Red Sea? Wasn't that amazing? And, and the people that are hearing this, most of them would have not been alive during that time, but they would have heard the story that had been passed down from generation to generation of what God did. And God is saying, hey, he's not saying, I want you to forget about that. He's saying, hey, don't confine me to what I've already done. Don't confine me to the miracles I've already done. I got something new coming your way. And let me speak to you all across the room. Some of you, some of you in this church were a part of Saints Community Church from its inception at the very beginning. You were there when we were meeting in a gymnasium at T.H. Harris and setting up and tearing down for four years and you saw the miracle that God did as he provided our first location and and you saw all of the supernatural salvations that took place and and really really against all odds how God brought us through as a church you saw what God did and then and then what God has done more recently is he's merged our two churches and you look back and you go God has been so good according to statistics we probably shouldn't have even made it as a church and God helped us he made a way where there was no way it's been amazing and God is saying hey it's been really good so far right yeah God it has listen don't forget about that I want you to remember that but you got to understand I'm not confined to what I've already done I got something brand new happening some of you that are in this room you remember the glory days of first assembly you remember when there were thousands of healings and salvations and miracles and supernatural things taking place. You, you, you remember you were, you were around for that time or maybe your parents were around for that time and, and, and God is here. I want you, and I, I felt this really strongly in my heart this week as I was preparing. God wants you to understand not to forget those things that he did but to say, hey, don't be confined to what I've already done. I'm getting ready to do something brand new. There's something amazing coming. There's a new thing that I'm preparing you for that I I want you to get ready that I'm gonna do. Don't confine him to what he's already done because the Bible says it's going, in verse 19 it says, it's going to spring forth. It's going to spring forth. Everybody say spring forth. It's gonna spring forth. The word spring in the text actually means sprout. It means it's already started. You say, well, God, if this is what you're getting ready to do, it, it doesn't seem that good so far. <laughs> I mean, I'm still looking around. Lot, everybody's wearing a mask in church, and, and Lord, it doesn't seem like that big a deal. God said, huh? I've already started it. It's already in motion. It's already in process. You just can't see it yet. It's already started, and the, the picture as I studied this passage that, uh, that one of the, the theologians, the scholars actually provided was the, a, a picture of a sidewalk in concrete, and, and don't you ever think it's really strange how uh, weeds or grass or flowers or dandelions or whatever can spring up in between the cracks of a sidewalk? Come on, how many know what I'm saying? It's strange, you go, how did that thing even grow under the concrete? How, how did that have the strength to be able to sprout up in between the cement? 
And this is the same thing that God is doing now. It may feel like we're in a time of cement, hello? Like nothing is growing. What could grow underneath this? And God is saying, you don't understand. There's stuff happening underneath the surface. There's stuff taking place. I'm moving, I'm shifting, I'm, I'm shaping people. I'm doing some things that, that, that you're not even aware of yet. It's already in motion. My new thing is already in process. You're just not able to see it yet, but it's already started. How many of you say, God, I want to be a part of your new thing? Come on. What's God calling us to do as a church? Well, I told you. He's calling us to prepare. To prepare for his new thing. To prepare for what he is doing. How are we going to do that? If you're taking notes this morning, I would love it if you would write down these three things because these are three ginormous focuses that I feel like God is asking us to do. These are not like good things from me. In fact, I would have probably picked different things than this, but I wanted to hear from God on what he was wanting us to do. And here are the three things that I feel like God wants us to focus on this year to prepare for what he is getting ready to do. Number one, I feel like he has told us to build a culture of prayer to build a culture of prayer. Number two, I feel like he is ad- asking us to strengthen our core by adding new members to our church. And number three, I feel like he is asking us to generously give to missions and to prepare our facilities. Now let's walk through these three things really quickly. I'm really excited this morning and I'm sweating a lot. The first thing is this. I feel like God is asking us to build a culture of prayer. For the last several months, something really strange has been happening when I walk into this building. Happened when I walked into the Bell Chase location as well. Every time I walk into the building, whether it's just to work, whether it's for a service, whether it's for a meeting, for whatever purpose, every time I've walked in here, I've heard, and it started with like a low kind of whisper that I felt like God was speaking to me. It was this whisper of My house shall be called a house of prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer. I mean, it would literally, every moment, I mean, I would just hear whispers. My house shall be called a house of prayer. My house shall be, it got to the point in the last few months where I was like, okay, God, I get it. I get it. And then a few weeks ago, during a a worship time that we were having here on Sunday morning, I heard that again, and, and it moved from like a whisper to like a loud roar in my, my mind and my spirit where I could hear God saying, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And then the Holy Spirit added these words, teach my people how to pray. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Teach my people how to pray. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Teach my people how to pray. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Teach my people how to pray. I'm standing before you right now, and I'm telling you, if I don't do this, then I feel like I will be in disobedience to God and I won't be able to sleep at night. I feel like God is calling this church to make this church a house of prayer and to teach his people how to pray. I look around on Friday at, at noons and we have a probably an average of 10 people or so that come at some point Friday at noons and, and I go, I'm not sure that we have a culture of prayer 
at this moment. Now I realize there's many people that can't come Friday at noons and that's why uh, in the upcoming weeks I'm gonna be, be preaching about prayer and, and you're gonna be hearing about it and we're gonna provide other opportunities rather than just Friday at, at noon for God's people to be able to pray. But this is something that I want any of you that call Saints Community Church your home, I want you to be all in. I'm going to learn how to pray and if I already know how to pray, I'm gonna learn how to pray even more. I'm gonna go even further even deeper. I feel like the way that we prepare for what God is going to do is that we build a culture of prayer here at Saints Community Church. Are you with me? Yeah. Some of you in the room go, Pastor Wayne, I'm not yet a follower of Jesus. I'm, I'm newer to the church. Or maybe you're for a first-time guest here and somebody invited you. And This is obviously a very different kind of Sunday for us, but you go, I don't really know how to pray. Here's the good news. We're gonna be teaching how to pray in the next few weeks. We're gonna be preaching about it. We're gonna be talking about it. We're gonna be giving very pragmatic, practical outlets for how to go all in on prayer. We are going to build this church not on just fancy preaching or lights or great music. This church will be built on experiencing God and people that know how to pray. Second thing that I feel God is calling us to do is to strengthen our core by adding new members. Now, some of you here go, am I a member? I don't know if I'm a member. I think I'm a member. I think at one time I was a member. How do you become a member? What does a member do? Do we get to vote for anything? I'm not sure about membership at Saints Community Church. Some of you go, I know I'm not a member because I just started coming a few months ago. How do you become a member? I've never even heard about membership at Saints Community Church. Do you have membership? Does it mean anything? I don't know about membership. Look this way, everybody. I'm saying this facetiously, but it's really true. And here's the good news. In the next few months, we're going to make membership at Saints Community Church clearer than it has ever been, simpler than it has ever been, and more powerful than it has ever been. And I'm asking for those of you that are not members or don't know if you're members at this point to, to, to get in, to go all in because I feel like God is asking us to build our core, strengthen the core, make the core strong and then God is going to bring us new people. He's doing a new thing. We are going to prepare by strengthening our core and adding new members. Number three. The third thing God is asking us to do is to generously give to missions and to prepare our facilities. To generously give to missions and to prepare our facilities. Let's talk about the facilities thing uh, for just a second, okay? Everybody look down at the carpet. Okay? Now listen, I'm not... we have done, and First Assembly did, and we have done the best that we could, right, with what we had. So let's not be ungrateful for what God has done. But I feel that as new people are getting ready to come in, we need to do everything we can to our facilities, both in this location and our Bell Chase location. We need to do everything we can to prepare our facilities for new people. How many of you are with me? 
Come on, how many of you are with me? Everything we can. So that's simple things like getting new carpet. It's, it's things like a, a, a new sound system. Listen, I don't know if you're aware of it, but every single Sunday, they have to jimmy-rig our sound system. They have to do things, different channels go out, they lose microphones, they lose speakers, like different things happen every Sunday, and they do a great job at covering it up, don't they? In fact, let's give them a hand this morning. They do a great job at covering it up. But, but we're gonna prepare for those kinds of issues to be able to get our facilities to the point where we're ready to, for new people to be coming in and and we do this, we give generously to, to not only our facilities and, and our expansion, but also to missions. We do this through our initiative we do every year called Kingdom Builders. Everybody say Kingdom Builders. Kingdom Builders simply defined is the opportunity to give over and above the tithe to global missions, local projects here in our community, and future expansion things to prepare our churches to reach more people, local, global, future. Say those words with me, local, come on, local, global, future. Our Kingdom Builders Initiative, and this is not something we do, like we're gonna do this year and then we're gonna do something next year, this is our initiative every year, our projects, the global missions projects, local projects here in the community, and future expansion projects at Saints Community Church. Some of you say, well how does this work? Well let me, let me help you. Uh, understand how this works as, as Christy comes. Here's the thing, in many churches, in fact in most churches, we have so many different things that we're trying to receive money towards. And so there's so many different buckets of, of giving, okay? So here's a bucket, this is our tithes bucket. Everybody say tithes. Tithes is just 10% of your giving back, I mean 10% of your income, back to the Lord to say, God, you're the one that provides this for me. I'm gonna be obedient to your word. Your word says to give back 10%. So tithing is just obedient. And the tithe goes towards helping our church stay open, helping us make sure the lights stay on, paying the mortgage, paying the staff, doing the ministries, doing stuff that just moves the church forward in a regular way. So that's, that's the tithe, okay? And then we've got a benevolence, if you don't know what that word is, it's a little bit older word in churches, but benevolence is just simply uh, money that helps families in the church that are going through a hard time. And so there's a benevolence fund that most churches have, okay, called benevolence, okay? And then there's uh, another bucket that's called monthly mission support. See, we wanna, we wanna provide support to the missionaries all over the world. Churches have the opportunity, and there are many of them right here in this church. Okay, Chi Alpha, we have multiple Chi Alpha missionaries here in this church. In fact, let's just have them stand right now. If you're, if you're a Chi Alpha missionary, come on. We honor you, we welcome you, we love you. Isn't that amazing? We support these Chi Alpha missionaries. Our church supports them and helps them. And then we've got FCA, my friend David McMullen, one of our elders, come on David, wave. Okay. We support David, the, the list goes on and on of the missionaries we support, but we wanna provide them monthly missionary support, so we've gotta have a way to do that, and, and then uh, there's this, okay? There's uh, offering, 
Okay, offering is like special offerings, you know, different things that need to happen. And I remember one time uh, we had to we had to receive an offering for our HVAC unit uh, that, that we had issues with in, in our old location. And so different special offerings. So that's one, okay? And then there's another one called missions projects. This is like things that we get excited about, that we hear, yeah, we want to be a part of building water wells in sub-Saharan Africa and giving those people clean water. Those are, those are missions projects that come along, okay? And then there's a building campaign. Like we got to, you know, like I said, prepare the facilities and all of that. And so, so you know, many churches have a building campaign that they, they raise and they give it a name. And then, you know, a few years later, there's another building campaign that comes along. And then, you know, churches do this. And then, and then there's another one here called local projects. And so those are projects like when I go to, uh, to New Orleans Mission, they have a little monthly lunch that they do, and, and, and not monthly, yearly lunch that they do where they bring all the pastors and then we have lunch together and, 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 and we all know what's coming at the end of that lunch. There's an ask coming and, you know, would you support us? Would you help us? Would you, would you financially get behind, you know, helping the homeless in our, our city, in our area? And so those are local projects that, that God has called uh, churches to do. And then there was one that I just wrote just because, okay? This is like just because offerings. In other words, something that doesn't fit in any of those that would fit in there. And so here's what happens. You go, man, I, first of all, that looks like a lot of money, doesn't it? I mean, come on, y'all, doesn't that look like a lot? Second of all, you go, I'm kind of confused. Like, what do I give to the, okay, I know I give tithe, but then do I give to this? Do I give to that bucket? Which bucket do I give? There seems like there's so many buckets that, that I, I, I'm giving towards. And so how do I excel in generosity if, uh, first of all, I feel confused? And second of all, it feels kind of overwhelming. Here's what we've done here at Saints Community Church. We have done this. We have said, hey, there's only two buckets if you are a part of Saints Community Church. We want you to give your tithes, and that's money that goes towards helping the local church move forward in its mission and in its vision. And as you give those tithes, here's the good news, we then take money out of that, and our church sponsors the, the, we give monthly support to the missionaries that we support. In fact, I want you to see the list. JP, show them the list of the missionaries that, that we support. These are all, look, look at that. Look at that list, y'all. Come on. We support those missionaries on a monthly basis out of the tithe that you give towards the local church. It's so fun. And so there's the tithe. The tithe goes to, to move the mission forward and the vision forward of the local church. And then there's a, another bucket called kingdom builders. Everybody say kingdom builders. And this is where we excel in generosity. Biblically, I believe that this we haven't, you haven't reached the point of generosity when you're just tithing. That's, that's a point of obedience, okay? That's a point of obedience. This is generosity. This is moving into a different stage in our giving. This is where we go from just being obedient to I'm gonna go beyond obedient and I'm gonna be generous. I'm gonna excel in generosity. And now listen, we have all kinds of people here this morning and you, you all give different ways, okay? Some of you, 
Your first stage is just to give. It's just, Lord, I just want to start giving to you. And I, I've never given to a local church before. I, I don't even quite understand that. So God's just calling you to take that first step and just begin to give. Some of you give sporadically. You give here and there, and, and, but kind of, you know, not, not really a plan. Just, you know, kind of, oh, yeah, I should probably be giving some money to the church. So, so God is calling you to take the second step, okay? And the second step is to move your sporadic giving into a tithe. Everybody say tithe. But there are many of you that are ready to take this step. This is moving from the step of obedience in the tithe to I'm going to become a generous giver. I'm going to give over and above my tithe to global, local, and future projects that Saints Community Church is sponsoring. Now, I'm going to ask right now that our ushers begin to pass out the pamphlets because we're going to do a big reveal here of what Saints Community Church is going to be giving in our Kingdom Builders offerings and our, our projects this year. So everybody, you will get one of these. If you, don't, if you would rather have the digital format of that, when you leave, you can leave the pamphlet on your seat and we'll collect it. Because at the QR code... We, our staff actually put that up on the QR code. And so if you'd rather, if you're a digital person, you say, I'd rather, if you want both, you can have both, okay? Doesn't matter. So as soon as you grab this, I just want us, we're gonna, we're gonna walk through this really quickly. And I just gotta tell you, everybody look this way. I'm so excited. I just feel excited. I feel pumped about what God is gonna do through our church this year. And I have to tell you, before we get into the projects, now I know, look at me, look at me, everybody. I'm going to get in a second. This is why we waited to pass them out, okay? I said, last year, we only presented to one of our locations. We didn't do pledges. We barely gave any updates. Our strategic plan really didn't end up even happening. One of our locations never even heard about Kingdom Builders. We didn't have any kind of a miracle offering, anything like that. And we gave $42,000. So here's what I said. This year, what if we actually did a plan? Like, what if we actually unleashed and we were strategic and we were good stewards of what God was calling us to do? So we actually received the pledges. We actually provided this kingdom builder stuff in both locations. We gave updates. We had a, a miracle offering. We did a strategic plan. And, and here's what I felt like, okay, page number one, as you open it up, I feel like our church, and I honestly feel that we could do much more than this, but I have conservative staff members that help me, and, and so I feel like we can give $85,000 away this year. Come on, how many of you are with me? You believe we can do this? With God's help. So if you're keeping track, we gave about 42,000 something away. I don't know the 42,000 what? What was it? 42,000. Upwards of 42,000. So that means if we're giving 85,000 this year, we're going to go a little over double what we did last year. Let's look at the projects. Globally, 
Uh, we feel like God has called us, first of all, to, to give through Speed the Light. That's a youth fund and our, speed, our students because we want everybody involved in Kingdom Builders, not just the adults, but the students, the high school, middle school, and kids. How many think it's important to teach our kids to live a life of generosity? Amen? And so globally, we're going to give uh, to the Padillas, Luis Padilla, Luis and Lourdes Padilla, uh, they, are, they were a part of the Bell Chase location, and now they're heading out as missionaries, and they are actually going to be planting churches in unknown areas, unreached areas in, in Argentina. We're going to give them $3,000. We're also going to give $1,500 to WorldServe International to help provide clean water to Sub-Sahara Africa, and and. And we actually do that as we do that. Here's the cool thing about that. The local churches actually are the ones that end up being the heroes in those areas. They won't even hear the name Saints Community Church. But how many of you know God knows our name, right? God knows our name. So we're going to be giving to WorldServe International. BGMC is the, the, the kids program, Boys and Girls Missionary Club. And we're going to be giving to Udom's Place, where, which is a, in Dhaka, Bangladesh. It exists to help young girls take a transformational journey out of poverty. We're partnering with other churches to change the life of a little girl who may otherwise be destined to live on the street. How many think it's fun to, to think our giving is going to help a girl in Bangladesh not live on the street but go to this orphanage? Isn't that amazing? So fun. We're going to give to Vivid Church. Uh, my friend Alan and Amanda Kendrick, who are planting a life-giving, valuable, uh, viable church in South Carolina. Listen, these people, my friend, was crazy enough to launch a church last year. How many think that takes some faith, y'all? Like to launch a church from scratch in 2020. And I said, Alan, we're going to get behind you. So we gave him $1,000 last year. We're going to give him another $1,000 this year. Capital City Church. Here's what's fun about this, and one of the reasons that that number is a little higher than the rest of our projects is because Ben and Shelly Comer were a part of Saints Community Church for many, many, many years. And we are, actually a, we are actually a church planting church that is now helping plant churches. Come on, we're a church planting church that is now helping plant other churches. They're going to our, our, the capital of Baton Rouge. Christy and I are actually headed there this afternoon to speak at their first launch team meeting. We'll be there this afternoon with them. And we said, Ben and Shelly, you're a part of Saints Community Church. We're going to get all the way behind you. We're going to give you $5,000 to help get that church started uh, next year in Baton Rouge. Then we've got, if you, you look over, Caius, Caius, I think is how you say it. Honduras, we're going to give $4,500. Many of you that, keep, that stay up with the news know that there was a devastating hurricane that happened in Honduras that actually, it was two hurricanes that actually hit around the same area in Honduras, much like what we saw in the Lake Charles area, only it was way worse. Not that Lake Charles was, was good. It was really bad. But this area in Honduras, it's already a third world place, which means most of the shelters and the homes and all of that stuff weren't standing from the first hurricane, then they got hit again. We have missionaries on the ground there in Honduras. And I, I asked them, I said, what are you guys doing this year that we can get behind to help the people in Honduras? And here's what they said. They said that, that the Assemblies of God missionaries are partnering with us to build a church where there was no church. Out of a hurricane, 
God is going to place a church in that area of Honduras where the gospel has never been preached. Come on, somebody. Come on, y'all. I'm excited about this. We're going to be a part of, of helping to build a church where there was no church. Then we're going we're gonna to set aside $2,000 for disaster relief right here in our area of the country. If there's something I've learned living in, in New Orleans for 10 years, look this way. It's that disasters happen here, right? And so next year, we want to be ready. We don't want to be scrounging to send teams and to help people in whatever part. And it may even be our area. No, we don't know. But but we know that we want to be ready and, and ready to provide disaster relief. And so we're going to set aside $2,000 for that. We're setting aside $1,500 for Louisiana Youth Ministry, our students right here. PK, Pastors Kids Retreat. Uh, Young Ministers Institute, raising up future ministers, and then uh, giving some money to youth camp and resourcing youth leaders right here in our state. How many of you think the youth right here in Louisiana are worth giving towards? Amen? I, I believe it. Locally, let's look at locally what we're doing. Uh, we're giving to Victory Food Bank. Again, we gave to them last year, and I just got to tell you, there's a lot of fun things that happened in that meeting. One of the fun things was, and I've since talked to them as well. Christy went into the first meeting and I've talked to them since. They said, we were astounded that another church would help our church who has a food bank. How many of you believe that linking arms with other churches and the body of Christ working together in our area might be God's idea? Hello? They were astounded. They said they had never received a check coming from another church to help them. And our church did. I'm not bragging, but I thought it was pretty cool, okay? Uh, listen to this. One in five households in Louisiana is at risk of hunger. With the pandemic and high unemployment rates, people are in dire need of food assistance. This partnership helps Saints Community Church be a part of the solution. We're also giving to the New Orleans mission to help the homeless and the, the addicted to, to get into their programs. It's an incredible ministry right here in the New Orleans area. We're giving to FCA camp. Our friend, uh, Elder David McMullen, sending kids, athletes that do not, many of them are not followers of Jesus and they basically get them to go to a sports camp and then they preach the gospel to them and many of them get saved while they are there. Let me tell you how powerful this ministry is. Cam, I want you to stand up for me. Cameron, stand up for me. That young man right there went to an FCA camp. He was not walking with Jesus. He gave his life to Jesus, and he is now a vital part of Saints Community Church. We want to see more Camerons. We want to see more, not just in our church, but in many churches all across the city. Then we're given to Mosaics. Mosaics is actually a relational network of pastors, educators, and ministry leaders, and they actually train pastors in the areas of, that we are trying to thrive in in our church, and that is trying to teach them how to embrace diversity, how to handle issues of injustice, and all of those, those things. I've had so many of our minorities contact me this year that have said, Wayne, we want to thank you for leading the charge and leading the way and not being afraid to, to actually build a church that is diverse and build a church that understands the, the injustices. And listen, what we said is, what if we could help other churches do that now? 
What if we could help other pastors and other leaders? So here, here's the opportunity we have here. We have the opportunity to multiply our mindset. Isn't that cool? Okay, I thought it was. Anyway, let's move on. Um, and then we have an emergency family fund. This is the fund, okay, that many of you understand the word benevolence. This is the, the fund that we have to help people in our local church that lose jobs, that need their electricity paid, that, that, that need a, you know, a car payment, just a, a way. And we've got a system for how we do that. We try to be wise in our system and there's an application, all kinds of stuff that, that we have, but we wanna have the money to help our own people. How many of you think that we should be helping our own people? I do, I think we should. And then we've got Crossroads NOLA. This is a, a ministry that provides, helps provide foster care to kids and they connect kids to families and they help, uh, they go into churches and help build foster families. We're gonna give $1,000 to them. And then last page, you could turn it. The last thing is we are going to do some renovations here at Saints Community Church. We're gonna update and design some new kids spaces here in this location. We're gonna put some carpet down. We're gonna get some, uh, some new sound things happening, some new lighting things happening. And look this way, <laughs> those of you from First Assembly, you might be excited about this. We are going to replace the air conditioning units that need replaced. We are going to do that, it's already in process. And so, we're so excited. And our, our, uh, our loan company, what's the name of the loan company? Yeah, Church Extension Plan has already given us some of the funds to be able to do some of those things that we need to do. And now we're going to the church and we're saying, hey, uh, we, will you help us? Will you help us this year as we prepare for what God wants to do? How many of you are excited about what God wants to do through our church this year as through missions and local projects and preparing our facilities? I'm so excited about what God wants to do this year. I realize I've used that word, maybe overused it a little bit here today, but I really, my heart's been racing fast as I'm thinking about what we're preparing for. Here's what I'm asking all of you to do. If they could go ahead and, and pass out these cards all across the room. We are asking everybody that calls Saints Community Church their home to take one of these cards, okay, and to do three things, okay? You could put those three things on the screen for me. Plan, vision, dream. Everybody say plan, vision, dream. Let me talk quickly. Here's what a plan means, okay? A plan means that you just put generous giving, kingdom builders, you put it into your, your monthly plan, just like you would a bill, just, you know, you, and you say, okay, our plan is we're gonna give $100 over our tithe, over and above our tithe. We're gonna give $100 towards kingdom builders, which means we would give a total of $1,200, okay, throughout the year, so God is calling us to give 1,200. So that's just divide, de developing a plan and saying, God's given us this much and we're gonna plan it out and we're gonna give monthly or we're gonna give it in two big whacks or however you wanna make that plan, that's the plan. The second step is vision. Everybody say vision. Vision means I'm going above and beyond just a, a little plan. I wanna get a vision. This is a step past a plan. And a vision means God is calling us to get creative. 
We're not only going to do our monthly thing in our budget and plan for it, we're going to sell something in our house and give that money towards kingdom builders. We're gonna, we have Justin and Heather Lyles, some of our, our pastoral staff here. One year they sold salsa, okay? And so that's, a create, that's getting a vision, okay? This year, my, the, the, the church's fantasy football team, is going to raise over $5,000. I've already got a plan on how I'm going to do it. And we're going to give that $5,000 towards kingdom builders. Come on. Come on, y'all. Okay. That's getting a vision. It's saying, hey, what, what could we do to get creative? What, you know, what could we do? You know, could we bring in new income some way? Do we sell something? Can we knit something? Can we, I don't know. But that's going a step beyond a plan. That's getting a vision for not just a plan, but I'm gonna go beyond that and God's gonna enlarge my generosity. I'm asking you, for those of you that, that already tithe. Now, if you're, if you're here and you go, we don't tithe, that's your first step. Some of you say, okay, are we allowed to tithe and then jump straight to King Builders like all at once? Absolutely, you can do that. But we're asking that you first take the step to tithe. And then if you already tithe, you already live in that obedience, that you move into a life of generosity. And you would say, this week, I want you to take this home. I want you to talk to your spouse. I want you to pray. I want you to hear from the Lord like my son Lincoln did. And I want you to say, okay, this is what God is calling us to. And it may just be your plan it may be beyond a plan it may go into some creativity it may be a vision or you may get into that few of you may get into that dream stage and then bring this back next week and bring it bring with it what we're going to call our first fruits offering first fruits in the bible is actually representative of just 10 percent now some of you say okay my number's this much i can't get 10 percent by next week that's okay here's what i'm going to ask you to do give something just get started. Maybe it's 1% that you can give. Maybe it's just a few dollars you can give or the first $100 that you can give. But next week, we'll, we'll jumpstart and get us ready for the year for our Kingdom Builders giving. How many of you, as we get ready to close, feel excited about God using our church this year globally, locally, and right here?